0: The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a stars, stats, and shenanigans podcast. It's still loud. We are, we have been trying to figure out why this is so loud on our recordings because it was fine, it was fine, it was fine, and then... All of a sudden, the last, like, two or three podcasts have been very loud in playback. So, we apologize for that. Um, we still haven't figured out what the issue is. We still haven't figured out what the issue is. We're trying. I think we might have gotten a little bit better this time. We're moving the mic around. So, we apologize for that. Um, it is January 1st. 2017. 2017. Third annual New Year's Day podcast. Woo! Happy third birthday to Deep in the Hardened and Hockey. And... Is our 47th podcast. 47 in three years. That's... Two years. Well, two years total, but yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby for a weird little podcast like ours. That we're not getting paid to do. That we're not getting paid. That is a passion project, (laughs) if there ever was one. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We're always happy... To provide you with hopefully some entertainment, because Lord knows the stars didn't last night. (laughs) Not that you would know. Not that I would. I was at a fantastic, great Gatsby-themed New Year's Eve party, and like, let me tell you, this party—I mean, it was at a house. It was kind of a house party. Like they had done the backyard up for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I had never been to a party like this where they just kind of went over the top with that, like. D- decor and everything like that. Like, when you walked up their freaking, um, you know, front walk, they had a green light. Wow. And then you go inside, and everything was black and gold, you know, kind of like how the twenty se- that um, recent Leo DiCaprio movie kind of mm-hmm. had it. And then they built a dance floor in their The Great cra- Gatsby, you mean? Yeah. But he was in, Leo was in that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, okay. it was funny the way you said that recently in DiCaprio movie. I was like... Well, I meant the yeah. Leo version of yeah. Gatsby. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then they had built this dance floor, and then they used... Have you seen that, like, designer tape or, like, that decor ta- decorating tape that you use? Like, I, It's like Moshi tape or Moshi, something like that. And it comes in all sorts of different kind of colors and stuff. So they had just taken these pil- pallets and built this dance floor, and then they took that tape and recreated, basically, the cover... Of that the- that movie, which is, like, this oh, art deco. that's cool. In the tape on the dance floor, and, like, the whole thing was over the top. It was so cool. It was a ton of fun, and, like, everybody showed up in theme. Like, it was awesome. Like, it was probably the best-dressed crowd in Austin last night. So. Oh, that's cool. I had a lot of fun. Marin, however, did not. No. I mean, I won't say my New Year's was shitty all the way through, but I was at the game last night, and as some of you probably know, it was a tire fire. It was really, really, really bad. So, I didn't get to see the game because I was getting ready. Well, let's go over what made it so bad. Um, And I mean, like, I didn't have the benefit of replay, I didn't have the benefit of commentary, Which is not always a benefit, but... uh, (laughs) Depending on your commentary team. The stars just looked really disconnected. It was kind of sad because at some point, my friend... Who is not a Stars fan. She's a Rangers fan. She was there with me because she likes hockey. She likes hanging out with me and also has a soft spot for the Panthers because she lives in San Antonio and they used to be affiliated with the San Antonio Rampage. So like Trochek, for instance, she's met on several occasions at season ticket holder events kind of a thing. So she knows some of those guys. And who doesn't want to see Yager play? Right. So anyway, she was there for that reason. But she leans over and she was like there a reason that they're passing so terribly <laughs> and i mean the line that she was talking about was the line of sharp and um who was he playing with eakin it was sharp Egan, and the third person on that line who i cannot remember who was down on that line with him was it Hoodler, maybe? Oh, yeah, it was Hoodler. I remember that from four, from warm-up lines. So, the reason... And I was like, I mean, part of the reason that that line was not playing well is that it was Sharpe's first game back. It, Hoodler has not been playing that much this season. Egan hasn't played that much this season. And I was kind of like, that, t- that line has been together for all of five minutes, so I'm not really expecting them to, like,
1: mm-hmm. connect
0: like they've been playing since October together. But at the same time, like... Holy be- Jesus, they were so bad. <laughs> like passing it to directly to um directly to the opposition. She leans over to me at some point too and was like, is there a reason that none of them are like crashing the net or, you know, going in close and they would they would get a shot and it would rebound but it would be nothing but Panthers in front of the net. And it's kind of, I was like, well I mean, if you're talking about Jamie Benn it's because he's playing injured. But like, there's no reason for nobody else to be crashing the net. But Roussel is also not playing and that's one of his MOs and yeah, I also at some point was kind of like, maybe Adam Crack possession leader Adam Cracknell, really did mean more to this bottom half than I really thought about because, holy shit, they really missed him last night. And I mean, I'm not going to say like a fourth line player is like the linchpin that was holding the whole team together, but he certainly helps. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was a little, I was very like confused by that decision. Like I understand that Sharp has to draw in for somebody, but why is Adam Cracknell, whose line with McKenzie or whose every single line he's been on has been good. Has been one of the best lines in on the team. So like I, that that one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me no. before the game and I feel fairly vindicated at least <laughs> I, I had the same reaction and i also felt very vindicated because i was like this makes no sense to me whatsoever and i was trying to explain that to her too and i was like i mean i know i know that patrick shark was coming back and somebody had to go out for him but i do not understand why it was adam cracknell and i think though the the point that you make about them not crashing the net was actually really interesting because that's something that i had noticed yeah uh, from a stats perspective um earlier they're not taking a lot of high danger shots well they're doing okay on an overall um scoring chance like if you look at the Corsi, mm-hmm. uh, sorry corsica scoring chances um they're doing okay they're higher than average but not a whole lot higher they're not like last year higher right um not high for them not high for them and what it is is actually Micah McCurdy put out a bunch of heat maps um, which kind of shows where you're most likely on the ice to take shots from like above and below average Uh and the stars are really high above average on kind of not in the slot you know right right there but in front of the crease where net crashing happens but on the two wings so like if you take that like divide it into boxes you've got that one really important box right in the front where they're fairly average. They weren't lower than average, but they were average. And then you've got those two boxes right on the side, and they were higher than average. And I think that's in part because then you get... That's where, like, Jamie likes to live. That's where Tyler likes to live. Spezza goes there a lot. But you also... You're missing, then, guys like Eakin, who... When he had his good year, the, he needed to get into that low slot and do his work from there, and but jamie I mean Jamie also used to live in that spot yeah, which is again why why I'm, I keep going coming back to he's got to be injured, yeah, so i think i think but there's that's definitely a problem, it's definitely a problem mm-hmm. so um I think the other thing that's brilliant really, because even i mean the stars have been playing aside, I guess from last night. It was awful, which was, by all reports, you're not even the first person who said that to me. Was awful. That the stars have been playing well. I mean, throughout most of December, they've been playing pretty well, and um, so you know, finally stringing those three wins together, I was like, all right. And even just you know, with one bad night, I'm okay as long because we did have those three wins in a row. And I just hope it's not a sign of regression. I hope it's not a sign of regression, but I'm willing to be hopeful about it. Um, is it because it's a new year, Carolyn? It is. You know, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take my energy and focus it positively. Um, but what I, just I want to punch all of them in the face. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's pretty much our dynamic, right there, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. So why we make good co-hosts of it's our podcast. True. Also, I paid money to watch that bullshit last night, so yeah, I did not. <sighs> I drank a all lot of, of champagne. This is not on the agenda, but that head-to-head video <gasps> that I finally have a link to. I don't know if you saw it. or did not, but you'll have to send it to me so I can post it for our friends. So last night, there was a head-to-head video. It's those videos that are played in um, in, in the arena, like when there's a stoppage in play, where it's just like Razor asking them questions, and it is all supposed to be this big old joke, and the first question razor asks is what's softer than a cloud and tyler sagan right off the bat touches his hand to jamie ben's shoulder and goes jamie and jamie is like so exasperated but also (laughs) just like that was a really good one (laughs) dang it was so cute and then he looks over and he was like What's softer than Jamie? Tyler. (laughs) It was just like, you know, he's not even wrong. It was amazing. Uh, And other questions happened after that, too. Um, But, man, it was so funny. It was so very funny. I laughed hysterically. And now I cannot stop asking people what's softer than a clown. Especially when they know what I'm talking about and what I'm referencing. Um, so I highly recommend that everybody watch that video because it was literally the only good thing to come, uh, the first best, not the only best thing to come out of last night. The other best thing was, uh, a dear Annabelle power play goal. Oh, yay. Which actually, uh, brings me to one thing I did want to talk about in, and this is kind of more of a broader topic because it's something, and again, I noticed with the heat maps that Maiko is doing is... The Stars' power play has been largely ineffective this season, aside from Patrick Eves and uh, his single-handed war on penalty-killing units. Oh, I love him. I love him too. Much, too. Uh, but, like, what... Our power play is just this frenetic, scrambly chase to get a puck to Eves, and it's... Again, like I said, largely ineffective. Like, it doesn't actually work very well. No. It keeps... I mean, we're good enough scorers <laughs> that we stay usually in the mid-pack if you're looking at, like, power play percentages. Or even if you're just looking at stuff like... We were in the bottom of the pack the last time I looked. Um, I think... Like, the bottom half of the pack. We were at, like, 17 when I saw the last Out stat. of 30, that's still the bottom. It's in the mid. It's middle. It's in the middle 10. Um... It's certainly within deviation, like it's not unusually low, and um, but anyway, so it again. Micah posted uh, for every single team a heat map of what their their top five their you know first unit power play unit and how what locations they usually shoot from, and there are a couple that you can really pick out and just see like for instance Columbus has a five man unit that each person probably only strays me. Okay, we're 20. Well, we, okay, so we got worse (laughs) than the last time I saw. So, that's uh, further proving my point, is our, our power play is not good. And part of it is that, like, again, Columbus has this map where you can see that, like, other than Sam Gagne, who's kind of a big swath along the side of, uh, the right side of the ice, he, there are, like, Probably no one strays more than 10 feet or 5 feet out of their particular range. Like, they have a little circle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's... They, they have these very, very set, very assigned, very structured roles that they play. Philadelphia, whose power play is really good, same way. Washington, who is not as good this year as they have been in the past, but in general, same way. And... um So, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, the Stars have made their bread, uh, you know, make their bread... Washington is only two points above us. Yeah, they're not very good this year, but last year they were very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can actually kind of see it. They've tailed off a little bit in their structure. Mm -hmm. And part of it also is that Ovi's shooting percentage is randomly low this year. But anyway, yeah. So, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, so the Stars play the power play with no structure... And then they get no results, and i i've made this metaphor before, but I feel like offense at five on five you kind of have to be very liquid, you have to be very free flowing you have to be able to find the cracks, you have to be able to create chaos, you have to be able to go wherever you want, really, but on the power play, because you aren't because you already have that natural advantage. You can take it, you need to be a lot easier, and you only have a certain amount of time to do so. And other people have already done this work, but the faster you get into the zone and get set up into a structure, the more effective your power play is going to be. Um, it was Arik Pranas who actually did that work, and now he works for the Avalanche, so I don't know if it's still online, but I'll take a look and see if it is so I can link it. But that was kind of the entire basis of one of his presentations. And, I mean, it's just so frustrating to watch the stars power play because they don't structure themselves at all. Like, maybe, like, if you have four power plays, maybe you'll see structure on one unit, one time. Uh, The first unit power play last night, um, at least one of the times, because it happened right in front of me, was Mackenzie, Ritchie, Sharp, Hamhuse, and then... I cannot remember the That's the second unit. They went out first. That's still the second unit. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying, they were out there first. Yeah, but it's still the second unit. Okay. They went out first. That's why I called them first unit. I guess they went out first. So I always assumed that your first unit is your first one that goes out. It's the one that gets more time. Okay, whatever. They were the first ones on the ice for, like, the two power plays that were happening right in front of me. I mean, well, the second unit has been even worse than the first unit. Well, whatever. They're all bad. (laughs) That's the truth. So there is another apparent bad thing that happened last night. Oh, yeah. Jamie got injured again. Um, It happened right before Eves' goal um, It was on. It was all in the same shift. It wasn't like simultaneous with Eve's, Eves' gold, but um, Jamie got caught up in the boards with I couldn't. I don't remember which panther, but his um, skate blade got stuck in Jamie's skate and wrenched his ankle around. Jamie fell to the ice. It took him a while to get back up, um, and he was definitely favoring that foot for the rest of his shift, and then skating off only on the one foot. So, um, and he was not available to the media after the game because he was getting treatment for his injury. Um, Ruff even said he wasn't sure if he should have played the rest of the game kind of a thing. Because he did play the rest of the game. God damn it, Jamie. (laughs) I know. So, um, it's unrelated to whatever else has been going on with him, but now there's two things to worry about. If... Just gonna, you know, bank on our bad luck recently. Assuming Jamie is out for... You know he's not gonna be out unless it's actually, like, falling off, right? Assuming Jamie's out for, like, a week. I doubt he misses any games. I think he's gonna play like an idiot. But I also think he's gonna play shittily because he's injured. Yeah, well... I just don't think he's gonna miss any games because he's Jamie fucking Ben and he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And softer than a cloud. And softer than a cloud. So, another game that happened on New Year's Eve was a literal historic clash of win streaks. (laughs) Okay. Who thought (laughs) last season that we would be sitting here in December talking about one of the hotly contested games of this season and it would be the wild versus the blue jackets (laughs) who 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 would have thought that that would be a thing probably john tortorella's mom (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i i can't think of anybody that would have been like oh oh yeah that's gonna be a big one everybody's gonna tune into that game devin dubnik's nana (laughs) <laughs> I feel so bad for Devin Tuning. <laughs> so here's my question to you, because I, I know my answers. Uh, do you think the, the Blue Jackets are, are going to be real playoff contenders? Because, I mean, there's no way they're not making it at this point. Um, the East is so weird right now. Like, last year we would have said, sure, why not? It's anybody's game once you get into the playoffs. Um... But the East is so strange right now. Um I honestly haven't looked at much. I mean, other than following Sam Gagne's career forever, I haven't really looked much at their underlying numbers, so I don't know how much of this is just puck luck and how much of this is actually like, oh, they're doing really well. They're actually doing quite well. And then yeah, I think they could be. I uh, you know, I I think they I don't see. Here's my thing is I I definitely believe in them as winners right now. Like mm-hmm. they're they're playing well, they're doing things the right way. Um, their personnel has really stepped up in a big way. So, I, I mean, I definitely believe in them as as they can win any hockey game in the regular season. And, and you know, for the most part, that kind of stuff does translate into the playoffs. But also, the playoffs are such a weird, different beast. I know. But here's the thing. I don't like John Tortorella as a coach. I don't think he's a great coach. But this is a place he's been before. On many occasions. This is true. He does have play, plenty of playoff experience, a lot, and, and, and a Stanley Cup, and a Stanley Cup, yeah, and a Stanley Cup. So I mean, like, if if I was going to trust that roster with anybody, it would not be John Tortorella. But if I was going to, if I was going to say, like, is, is this team a team that could win the cup at this point? Why not? And he does. it does seem like that uh, the big change for Columbus is that the, everybody's super bought in this year. Yeah. Which is a very, very important trait going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I and mean, I-, I feel like that's what the Blackhawks always have talked about whenever they're there. Yes. the Yeah. A lot of buy-in from the team. A lot of buy-in from, you know, mm-hmm. everything. But I also... I mean, it doesn't hurt to go on these kinds of historic winning streaks either. Like... To have that kind of confidence mm-hmm. going into the second half of the season, even if you don't maintain a historic winning streak, like, even if you don't beat, like, even if they lose the next game, they still have this streak under their belt, and they mm-hmm. still can look back at this and say, like, no, this was a really fucking good season, and who who's to say that doesn't, like, help their mentality going into the postseason? Alright, do you want to, do you want to subtopic A? I just... Sam Gagné is so good. I'm so happy about everything about him. He didn't score or even assist on a goal last night, as far as I know, because I was watching and I get alerts popped up on my phone (laughs) when he does. But um, I'm kind of tired of people talking about how he's sheltered and therefore that's why he's playing so well. He's just a good hockey player, and I don't understand why people don't understand that. Well, I think... I mean, there is... It drives me a little crazy. There is some truth to it, to a degree. Right. But it's not like... He's being... So, the, the what I agree with is that... I mean, what is clear is that he's been playing in bottom six roles. Yes. But what the difference is that is that playing in the bottoms it's basically they're trying to create the Benino line from the Penguins last year with Sam Gagne. Yes. And that's working. Yes. Because he's a good hockey player. Yes. Yes. And also he plays on their first power play unit. Like if he wasn't a good hockey player, he wouldn't be on their first power play unit. Right. Which is the generally gonna be so the best five just, guys on your team. I'm just kind of tired of people like trying to qualify his of success at this moment in time, because it just makes me want to punch a lot of people. Yeah, which I always want to do anyway, but like it—it <laughs> it just adds up new faces to my needs to be punched list. Um, but. He, his success this year is making me so happy because it's something that he was having success on the, on the, on the coyotes, he was having success on the flyers, but nobody was recognizing it or caring about it. And the fact that people are now recognizing it and caring about it just makes me so damn happy I can't even handle it. <laughs> I think there's probably no chance he doesn't sign again with the Blue Jackets next year. If he year. signs... Okay, I am calling this now. If he signs again with the Blue Jackets, I'm buying a jersey. I bought a jersey already. Yep. I am buying a jersey if he signs again with the Blue Jackets. I guarantee you he does. Sign him! I want a blue... I want a jersey! You should get one of those sweet ones with the cannon on the front. Ah, uh, that's the one I want! <laughs> I want the sweet one with the... Because the... the I mean, I'm sorry, Blue Jackets, but the the logo, the normal logo is just kind of boring a little bit. It's fine. It's It's fine. It's certainly better than the Coyotes one. Um, Or the Wild. I don't hate the Coyotes logo, but I hate, yeah, I mean the Wild logo. I just don't, I don't, I don't dislike the Coyotes one. I just find it kind of boring. The Wild one is ugly. The wild one is ugly. If, if Sam Ghani got transferred, like, got traded to the Kings or something, I couldn't buy that jer- I couldn't even buy that jersey. It would just be like, it would kind of, be kind of like when he was on the Flyers and I was just like, well, love you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, he's having a really great year and it's just making me so happy. And I didn't, I was obviously at the Stars game last night, so I didn't watch him play last night, but I have watched him play and he just makes me happy. And this year when the stars are making me so sad, the fact that Sam Gandhi is making me happy is great. Mm-hmm. I, um... So then, kind of on the flip side of that, do you think the Wild are real contenders? I mean, they... they CBJ's on 15 I games like now, but they did 12, and that's not anything to It's not. To it's, not at. it's not anything to sneeze at. Um, I feel like getting rid of Yo and also making some roster changes has been good for the Wild. I feel like Devin Dubnik has been a lot of some of that success, though. I agree. And I kind of worry about that hanging... I mean, I don't care about the Wild, but if I were a Wild fan, I would worry about that heading into the postseason because what happens if something happens to Devin Dubnik? I agree. I mean, that's entirely almost entirely my, my like... I'm not convinced by the Wild. Like, it's cool. Like, <sighs> There's a lot of things that are going for them. Like, they are still a very good shot-suppressing team. One of the best, if not the best, Which in the NHL. Which makes them so boring to- but, beyond, but like, the flip side of being a shot-suppressing team, because they're not, they're just slightly below average in offense. Like, they're not great in mm-hmm. offense generation. They have this huge scoring chance percentage because they literally allow no scoring chances against, but then they also still don't generate that many by themselves. So... The percentage looks crazy amazing good, but then if you look at the actual rates of this, it's like, okay, well, they're doing it a very, very specific style. And it's not to say that that style isn't effective, but if you're not going to score more than, like, two goals on a night, you're probably not going to win a game unless you have a brilliant goaltender. And they do have a brilliant goaltender. His name is Devin Dubnik. (laughs) Former Oilers goalie. Former Coyote as well. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that year. That was such a weird year. That was the year I met him, though, so I'm not even had that upset about that year. I'm sure <laughs> it was a terrible year for him, but I got to meet him, so it was great. Um, I have a picture with that stork. It was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like, if that's my, my kind of thing. It's, like, they're relying so hard on this goaltending help them win games. And it's not that he's not getting support from his defense, because he clearly, clearly is. But if they don't have you know, if they had Darcy Kemper as their starter, would their their plan would probably never work. No. And so I'm not as so I'm not as convinced about the wild as I am about CBJ. But oh you said I could talk about Devin Dubnik. Oh <laughs> you're so good to me. <laughs> Happy New Year to me. Carolyn Carolyn wrote this this podcast outline and said I can talk about Sam Gagne and Devin Dubnik. <laughs> because those are the only two good things that I took out of the, uh, the Oilers. Except for, well, no, Taylor Hall. There's also Taylor Hall. But, yeah, Devin Dubnik is amazing, and he always has been amazing, and he was just tainted by the Oilers, so... Um, yeah. I, I think... I think he's... You know, honestly, like, I know Carey Price is back and healthy and playing well, but I feel like Devin Dubnyk has a very, very strong shot of taking home goaltender of the year. Wow. And, you know, I feel like maybe he may not, just because I feel like Price has a little bit more of that goalie zeitgeist, you know? (laughs) Has a little bit more of that playing in the East thing going (laughs) on. That too. That doesn't hurt. But Devin Dubnik has had a fantastic season, and I just don't think that can be emphasized enough. No, he's been been really good. So I want to talk about this because the Centennial Classic just finished up. Um, The Leafs won over the uh, Red Wings 5-4. Were there any fights about water bottles? There were no fights about water bottles, but Steve Ott and Matt Martin did throw down Who was surprised? No one's surprised. And the other great fact about that game is that prior to overtime... Prior to the... Like, so apparently the first... I didn't actually get to watch it because I was very hungover today. I was driving home from Dallas, so I didn't watch it either. Uh, But... So apparently the first two periods were apparently, like, the worst hockey you can possibly imagine. Super boring. Dull as shit. And then in the third period... The Leafs took a four-one lead. Damn, and managed to blow it again. <laughs> wow! So it went to overtime, and now <laughs> the the difference is the difference maker. Obviously, is that Austin Matthews now exists for the Leafs, Thank and God. he won it in overtime. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to t- and talk a little bit about outdoor games because the um, did anybody in the post media scrum ask Austin Matthews? If this game reminded him of playing on frozen hockey ponds growing up (laughs) in the wilds of Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know, but I would love... I hope somebody did. I really hope somebody did. Uh, Well, the Winter Classic is tomorrow, too, in St. Louis. I thought the Winter Classic happened on New Year's Day. Today wasn't the Winter Classic? Today was not the Winter Classic. Tomorrow is the Winter Classic. I don't know why. I always thought that, too, but I, I have looked at it before, and apparently it kind of moves around. It's around New Year's Day, but it's not... That is so weird. Yeah, I would have expected it on New Year's Day. But they did the Centennial Classic instead. Possibly because they thought the leaves would draw more. Was this the first of the outdoor games this year? No. There was... <gasps> really? There was another outdoor game? <laughs> it was the Oilers versus the Jets at the Heritage Classic, and it was, like, back in October. Oh. It was really early. That's weird. Ask me how much I cared about that one. No one cared about that one. It was, I guess, Jets fans maybe did. It was apparently not very well attended. Um, Imagine that a game (laughs) Oilers versus the Jets was not well attended. How weird! (laughs) Well, so so there's their Winter Classic is tomorrow, um, and there's also going to be another one this year, fiftieth year showdown between the the Penguins and the Flyers outdoors That should be very f- interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's Soldier Field. No, not. That's in Chicago. My bad. I think it's in the Steelers Stadium. I might uh, be wrong. So it's a home game for the Penguins? I think so, but I don't know. Uh, and then today, Gary Bettman announced, or he didn't announce, Uh, he said that they're considering doing three more outdoor games next season. Do you think, are are outdoor games overplayed? Are we we done with outdoor games? Have they lost their shine? Okay, first of all, I've never, I've watched one. Uh, In the entire time of watching hockey, I've watched one. Because I don't care about them. Because, like, the fact that it is an outdoor game is not enough to make me watch a team I don't care about. Mm -hmm. And, like, as much as I like hockey, I need to care about who's playing to want to watch it. Mm -hmm. I'm not just somebody who's going to sit down and watch a game just because it's on. Mm -hmm. And, like, outdoor games, not enough of a draw for that. So, it would depend on who's playing. I would watch a a rivalry game like the Penguins and the Flyers. Because that's just going to be fun. Um, And also because I like the Penguins and F the Flyers. (laughs) But, um, go Penguins! But, um, we'll go Phil Kessel specifically. Um, but, like, I didn't even know that the... That the Jets and play the Oilers in the <laughs> outdoor game because I don't care. Yeah. So like, to me, it depends on what you're trying to do with these outdoor games. If you're trying to appeal to a mass amount of hockey fans, I don't think a mass amount of hockey fans really care all that much. Which would like speak to the fact that the Oilers and the Jets game was very poorly attended. I, there has to be some sort of draw for people to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, the like the time they did... The, uh, the only... Okay, so I kind of lied. I've watched some of a couple of outdoor games. I watched some of that one between the Kings and the Ducks, just because I was like, how the fuck did they do ice in South... Southern California. I don't know. Let's watch this. Well, they're actually, they were saying they were considering Tampa Bay for one of them next year. See, I would watch that just because I'd be like, I really need to see them play an outdoor game in in Florida. This needs to happen. (laughs) Like, how does this happen? I would watch that. There has to be something interesting about it. They can't just, like, play the Jets and the Oilers and expect me to give a fuck. Yeah, or, you know, Blackhawks Blues, which you Oh my god, I'm so tired of the Blackhawks being involved in these. If they want to make the Winter Classic the Blackhawks Classic, just start calling it the Blackhawks Classic and pick a different frickin' rivalry for them every time. But stop trying to sell it as this thing that should appeal to a mass number of fans when you're only trying to sell it to Blackhawks fans. Rant over. I really appreciate that you leaned way back when you yelled. Since <laughs> we're trying to control our volume problem. I tried to, I didn't want to be like, let me you let you! Yeah, no. I, you know, I really love the outdoor game concept, but I, I also, also needed I'll, room to yeah flail. <laughs> it's a really good thing that these are not visual. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs to see me flailing. Uh, or everybody needs to see you play. I like. mean, I guess it could go either way. Uh, I um, I don't know. I love the outdoor game concept. Like it's such a cool idea. But I also, I don't know. Like I feel like the I feel like it really did kind of jump the shark a little bit. Like not this this year, but last year when they had like five outdoor five it or six. Jumped the shark. The year the post lockout year when they did eight of them. To yeah, try to all make those. up for the fact that they'd had a lockout. But I will say this, though. One of my very, very first hockey memories, because I was, this is when I was just getting really into hockey, is uh, two years ago in that section when the... That was more than two three years. Three years ago now, because right, it's a new year. You didn't watch during the lockout year? Um, oh, no, no, I did, but like this is one of my first hockey memory, Like, one of my best hockey uh, memories. Oh, okay, sorry. Just like today, the Leafs played the Red Wings at an outdoor winter classic, and um, I was actually in Chicago, kind of snowed in in Chicago, and um, found this one bar that was open, and you know, I mean, that was a really fun game to watch because it was snowing the whole time. Yeah, I remember that game. That was fun, and like, that's cool, and that actually makes it feel like an outdoor game. Whereas a lot of these, where you get, like, I mean, to your, I definitely see your point with, like, it'd be really, like, what the hell, ice in Tampa, but also, like, there's never gonna be snow. The weather's probably gonna be, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it's not gonna feel like an outdoor game to me, like... I feel like if they're trying to harken back to pond hockey and stuff like that, then there has to be some sort of interaction between the outdoors and the hockey. Well, if they're harkening back to pond hockey, the only people they're appealing to are the people in the north, because we don't have pond hockey down here. Well, they typically do only appeal to the people in the north, let's be real. Well, there were a shit ton of people at the Kings Ducks one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's because the Kings are a well known team these days. And so over the Ducks? They have three movies named after them? (laughs) That's why the Ducks are (laughs) well-known. I mean, is it not why the Ducks are well-known? No, that is the only reason the Ducks are well-known. Certainly not, because they're good. Because they're not good. Uh, they're... Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, I I think that they're overrated. I'm tired of them playing the same teams over and over and over again. Because, I mean... I know that this was not the Winter Classic, but didn't we just have a Winter Classic with the Leafs and the and the Red Wings? Well, didn't they just play? Like, haven't they played every outdoor game, an outdoor game every single season since they, like, since the lockout? I don't know about the Leafs. Uh, The Red Wings have been in quite a few. Well, I mean, because the Leafs and the Red Wings are playing the the weren't they playing the Winter the what the game together when the water bottle incident happened? Or is that just a lead up? I think that was a regular season, like a regular game, but I don't remember. Anyway. Um, Well, I know it happened during regular season, but I thought it was because they were playing each other later that they were showing it at all. I don't, I couldn't tell you. Anyway, whatever. The Red Wings and the Leafs both play a lot of outdoor games, but I, I know that for sure. That is also very true. I'm extremely excited about this next segment we have. Oh, let me go get it. Oh because a while back a reader asked us to do a critique of the new Stars Foundation calendar, the the fancy men calendar. And neither one of us had seen it yet. Do you want to look and see what else I got? Ooh, look at that banner. Yee! It is a Central Division Champions banner because we were that. We were that. I haven't even looked at the front of this, okay? Like, this is how much I have not looked at it. And so, yesterday at the game... This morning. This happened this morning. Oh, sorry. This morning, Marin finally got her hands on the Dallas Stars Foundation Fancy Men calendar. I've seen the cover online because I follow Sean Barry. And neither one of us has seen it before. She, like, she resisted. I did. Looking through it. So now we are going to actually A four do- and a half hour drive home, I resisted. Such, such great restraint. Let's do this. Ta-da! I really feel like Jason Spetsa belongs on the cover of a romance novel. He does. And they, they belong on a buddy cop thing. That is a buddy cop thing. They're so buddy cop. Oh, my gosh. Jamie looks really disgruntled with his... In this picture, he looks like he should be speaking with a British accent. Well, he also looks like he's really tired of his partner's antics. If Tyler Sagan were your partner, wouldn't you be tired of his antics? Oh, my gosh. But, like, Jason Spezza belongs on the cover of some, like... Like, one of those serial romances about the billionaires. Yo, totally. He needs to marry somebody so that he can get his inheritance. And, I mean... Patrick Sharp just looks like he's sitting in the in a. Patrick Sharp looks like Patrick Sharp. Looks no, but fierce. he looks he looks specifically like he's sitting for a portrait as the crown prince of something. I could see that. Like he looks like the cover of a romance novel. He looks like he actually is the person <laughs> that he's pretending to be. You know what I mean? Yes, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. He has yeah. he definitely has a, an ease to his posture that he's just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's when you That's when you grow up that way. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Oh my, oh God. my gosh! We're <laughs> doing it again! They, they put the goalies <laughs> together again in January. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, it's slightly less engagement photoshoot this time it is slightly less engagement photoshoot this time but because it they're like also murky. looks like they're married and this is their an- this anniversary photo shoot <laughs> or like they just had a fight and now they won't look at each other <laughs> <laughs> they're not even looking in the same direction sorry is definitely like looking off to the side like he doesn't want to look at nami's face do you think they were even like posing together or they were just photoshopped next to each other oh, i can't tell It's so funny. I can't can't believe they did the goalies together. I love it. I love it. I really like what they're wearing, though. Yeah, I'm super into Kari's jacket. Yeah. Um, I also like the plaid on Lennon's because he's not wearing plaid pants to match. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that had to happen. February is Patrick Sharp. February is Patrick Sharp. He looks so soulful. He's got like an inner pain in that photo. Well, it's because half of his it's 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 the shading. Half of his face is dark. He's like facing the dark. That's he's. I mean, kind of. This is the picture for a man who's missed most of the season with concussion problems. Oh my god, okay, so March is, oh do ya. March is currently my favorite month in the entire world. Um, he looks dapper as fuck. He looks like a dad. But a hot dad, not oh, a sad super, dad. Super <laughs> hot dad. <laughs> but he's definitely wearing his farmer's market outfit. He's wearing his farmer's market outfit, Like, for he's sure. definitely he's going this, to pick up some organic greens. It's this puffy maroon vest. Possibly some locally sourced Goat cheese. Yeah, he's definitely picking up some kale on that outfit. hmm <sighs> Holy oh, Hannah. I'm making dinner later. Jordi Ben looks so good. He is April and he looks so good. He does look so good. He's very much master of his domain and He that really picture. is. He really is. Um, I've also, I've sat like that in the seats before. Yeah, I mean, he looks kind of like a king on his own. He head. does. He's he surveying does. everything the <laughs> he light is touches. Surveying, yeah, oh, everything the light touches is <laughs> his land. Absolutely. I like that they did it before he chopped all his hair off, too. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because that. That would have been bad.
1: I'm why did wanting. you
0: do that, Jordy? Because he's dumb. Yeah, he is a Ben. Oh. May is Roussel, my favorite idiot. I, son. You know what? I love that they put him in another floral shirt. I do too. He really looks good in patterns, they're his friend. And he's French, so he just pulls them off yeah. fairly naturally. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the locales for these, because the last one, I mean, like, I yeah. liked the idea of the deconstructed set the last time, um, and I also kind of, I think I prefer the palette of the last one, as far as the clothing went, Yeah, because this is a lot of, like, blues and grays, and I mean, there was the plum of Odia's vest, but, like, it's very muted and undertoned, Yeah, and I, I I like the palette of the last one better, but I like that this one feels more hockey-related, and you know what they're what they do for a living yes I agree I definitely agree I loved these are also I think they're all set in the a, um well this, so is it in the practice facility or is it in the AC that's in the AAC okay but Oduya's is definitely that's the practice facility okay but Jordi so is, I think is in the gone, AAC yeah Jordy's in the AAC so I think they went I think they must have done it a little bit of everywhere okay but they're all in the rink or around the rink or in the locker room. Oh, do you, stuff. I mean, um, that is not obviously that's not their locker room. That is a locker room. Yeah. Um. Egan Aww. is June. I feel like they're really. I feel like they read our comments because that <laughs> looks like a junior high school hallway. It does. It does look like a junior high school hallway, <laughs> and he looks like the kid your mom warned you about. <laughs> <in Canada with. laughs> I mean, doesn't he, he? He's as bad boy as a ginger can get. <laughs> but he is, though. He's got the plaid, like the grunge look going on. He's not shaved. He's now he's trying to be cool, Mr. Ekin. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely trying to be cool, Mr. Ooh! Oh.
1: I am Damn, so farce. happy with my birth
0: month. Me, too. High five! High five! So, Foxa is July, and, and... I didn't know he had cheekbones like I that. I didn't know he had cheekbones like that, like, either. I didn't recognize him when He this- is perfectly lit. Uh, his sweater is very much a Mr. Rogers kind of sweater, but in the way that Mr. Rogers must have been hot when he was younger <laughs> kind of way, and not the way he looked towards the end of his life when I was watching him. Um, because, man... And his neck I mean, is also perfect. I know. Look at that I, column I, of neck. It's so great. This isn't like selling clothing shot. Yeah. He's, this is not a, like, I'm a hockey player. No, he's selling that fun. sweater and I want to buy it. <laughs> I do. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Okay, so um, August is Stephen Johns. Which, so okay, I'm going to double down on your comments about the palette. Because you can't even tell he's redheaded. No. That's weird. This palette is strange. I don't dislike it, but I liked last year's a little better. But I do appreciate how much he looks like he's straight out of an REI catalog here. He does! (laughs) He's a mountain man without actually being dirty. You know what I mean? Like, he's straight up, like, living in a shack in the woods, but, like, a chic shack in the woods. I don't know if he's living in the shack in the woods. He probably owns his own, like, travel business and, like, takes people out on the... No, but he lives out in the woods. Look at that beard. Yeah, but he lives in, like, a nice cabin. And he owns a helicopter to get him down up and down the (laughs) mountain. There you go. That's what it is. That's what it is. But I'm saying, like, this is where he lives. Yes. In the mountains. With that beard keeping him warm. Ooh, there's your elfin prince. That's, I mean, it just never changes. He looks very elfin. I mean, it's really very much exactly the same as last year, but differently lit yeah, and much grayer. But But I like like that suit. This, even more than last year, he looks like he stepped straight out of Middle Earth. Yeah. Like, this is ethereal. It's even got, like, the cloudiness over here to (laughs) denote being ethereal. (laughs) He's like, galadriel's like mm-hmm. long lost little brother or something she probably she had brothers she had many brothers so yeah but he's the long lost one why is he lost because he's <gasps> here Hi. he looks a little bit like he got caught with his hand in that candy jar <laughs> look at that face he's like i'm being told to keep my eyes really open and not <laughs> smile you need to learn to spy, smize, Spezza. He's to not to smizing. Like, he's not smizing. Literally looks a little bit like he got his hand cut in the cookie jar. But, man, he looks great. Like, he's still, it's, he still looks like he needs to be on the cover of a stealer romance. Yeah, ball. no, totally. He totally is like. Yeah, he's even got a pocket square. I just spit on that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little excited. <laughs> pocket squares do Oh, hi. Hi, Tyler. So, November is Tyler Sagan. They like trying to put him... They try, like... They like to try and, like, soften him up. He's very soft. He's a soft bro. (laughs) He's he's so... But not as soft as Jamie. No, no, no. He's softer Softer than Jamie. Softer than Jamie. He is softer than Jamie. Look how soft he is. (laughs) Look how soft. This is the softest. This is... Soft Mr. Tyler Sagan. <laughs> he has this soft little beard and this soft face and those soft hands. And that Henley looks super soft, too. That Henley does look very soft. <laughs> softer than a cloud. I bet if you touched it. <laughs> softer than a cloud. It would be softer than a cloud. Are we ready? Because we know what's coming up. I'm not ready. I'm not ready at all. <laughs> Holy <laughs> He looks so good, though. He does look very good. He looks so good. <laughs> he looks like he's advertising something on the BBC, though. Like, this is the lighting. This is the BBC lighting. He looks like this he's, the like, did a documentary. He looks like he's playing Sherlock Holmes. I don't know about that. I wouldn't go Sherlock Holmes. New Sherlock Holmes. I wouldn't go Sherlock Holmes. I would say he looks like he look did some sort target, of, like... Though. Yeah but it's not long enough for true Sherlock Holmes Um it's pretty long I don't know I, I don't see mystery I see like he did like a Investigative Report Like one of those like you go like I'm trying to think of like a documentary Style investigative report And he's finally like shooting his like Do you watch intro. different shit on the BBC than I do Um Either way he looks amazing Jamie Benn four stars It's really good. It's a... It's a really good look. Alright, there are some bonus pictures of Jamie Penn's thighs. Who is apparently wearing maroon... Maroon pants! You really couldn't tell that from the cover because... They gray everything. They really messed up with the colors, but... They didn't mess up with the colors. I mean, they messed with the colors, but apparently, Jamie Ben's been wearing maroon pants this whole time. Who knew? Man, he just looks so good in that shadowy bits, though. It's really, just emphasizing his cheekbones and everything that's right about his face. Tyler Sagan Steven, looks like your high school counselor. He cannot stop looking like the billionaire dad. <laughs> And he, like, I, can, I cannot see anything else when I look at him. He also cannot stop looking <laughs> like the, the, the guy your mom told you not to bring home. Whereas he looks like the guy your mom told you to bring home. <laughs> that but that's would, not right either. <laughs> <laughs> that's Roussel and Eakin, BT-Tub. And then, of course, he just looks like America's bad boy with all of those tattoos peeking out. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the calendar. America's softest bad boys. That was the most fun I've had all day. (laughs) (coughs) Except for the time this morning I spent eating cheese puffs at Katie's house. Well, I mean, that's great. Cheese puffs are amazing. They are amazing. Okay, we have just one more little topic, as we did it last year and we've done it the year before. I don't remember what my resolutions were last year, so I can't talk about how well I how good I did at keeping them. I'm fairly confident I did not keep mine because my year was crap. But my New Year's resolution for this year, I've got a couple. Like I've got my usual <coughs> ones. So I like to do the mantra type thing. Um, but my my mantra type one is to try and become more comfortable with uncertainty because. I'm going to be selling my house, I'm going to be moving, and I, you know, I like to have a lot of order, I like to have a lot of, I like to have things scheduled, I like to have, you know, know what's going on, and I have a feeling that that's just not going to be a big part of my life for 2017. No. So that's my resolution. I also want to do, like, a, I also want to, um, do a little more creative stuff, write more fiction, not just about hockey, and, um... I want to actually I really want to start using try to use less plastic cuz I feel like I'm starting to get this like environmental panic. <laughs> so, those I are wonder my, why I'm, that would be. Yeah, right. Um so I bought a house in 2016. And in 2017 I'd like to be better about keeping it. Um I came home from New Year's Eve to find my roommate had cleaned our entire condo, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but I had let it get into that state to start with, and it shouldn't be on somebody else to keep it nice looking. Um, we also have a lot of organization that needs to happen in it, so basically, like, my resolution for twenty for at least the Q1 of 2017 is to get it into some livable state that I feel like I can invite people over. Not just, like, my good friends who will love me no matter what my place <laughs> look, likes, looks like, but, like, sort of okay friends who have still not actually seen it. Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. Um so I just want to I want to get I just want to feel like I actually live there and I'm not just like finding a place to like squat my shit for a couple of I'm going to be paying off this thing until I'm 65. I might as well get some good years out of it. So, yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Um and also my car. Keeping my car clean and nice looking. That I've I've been shit about that too. So, I'm the worst about that. Um. So, do you want to go into reader questions? Let's do it. Um, Andrew asks, "How long is the stars window to win a cup?" When are Jamie Ben's best years over? Uh he's in his prime right now, so probably the next two or three years. Then that's the window. I mean, yeah. I mean, that'd be actually my my um, answer. Also, uh, it's going to it's the stars window to win the cup is until Tyler Sagan gets extended. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember if that's it's not next year. Yeah, then it'll be the year after. So next two years. So that's two years. Okay. Um, because once he's while I'm while they set up the current contracts to do well to be able to build off of his, once you get two guys who are gonna make in the nine million range, because we already know Jamie's, and we have not gotten to Tyler's yet, and he's gonna make the same basically. Mm-hmm. Uh that's really difficult to overcome as you saw by the penguins and so i mean the penguins had a lot of years between their cups because they pay a lot for their stars as you expect Mm -hmm. but you also have to be able to be a continuously draft depth and stuff like that because the only way to stay under the cap these days is to have really good players on entry-level contracts yeah so that's our that's our window to win the cup i think two years yeah I would agree. So, Larry Joe asks, which, if any, of the stars should go to the All-Star game? Uh, it should not be Jamie Benn, because that loser needs to sit at home and heal and think about what he's done. Um, Tyler definitely deserves a nod. Yeah. He's, uh, he's still in the top ten in scoring. He's really he's really carried our offense for a large part of this year. Him and Eves. Him and Eves. Okay. Patrick Eves deserves Patrick to go! Patrick Eaves deserves to go to the, <laughs> pl- to the All-Star game, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a guy that should, deserves a nomination. Um, when is his contract up? This year. He only signed a one year. Do we think we keep him? I didn't know last year, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did. He fits in really well. We like him. He doesn't command a lot of money. I like him a lot. I th- I could see him being a guy we keep signing to one-year contracts. Yeah. Because as long as he keeps producing... Why not, right? Why not? Um, A.K. Dougal asks, Please discuss Geordie the Viking and the fact that he should plate, A K braid, his beard. Okay, so she and I talked about this last night. Um, because when I showed up at the... Um, game for the warm-ups, Patrick Eve skates by me, and I was just looking at him, and I was like, I don't know how this happened, but in person, his beard looks even more like some sort of Civil War or colonial <laughs> revolutionary hero. Like, it just... He looks... It's so happening. <laughs> but at the same time... Geordie, Ben does not look Civil War-esque. And we decided that he looks like a Viking. I can see that. And that he should braid it, and somebody needs to give him a boat. And <laughs> you know, he can probably buy a big his, old axe. He can probably buy his own boat. Well, uh, but it has to be a Viking boat. It can't be a speedboat. That's not what we're talking about. He can still probably buy a Viking boat. Okay, well, whatever happens, he needs a Viking boat and a big axe. I mean, I think... I mean, I'm entirely on board with this plan. Like, let's fucking do it. Especially now that he's shaved his head, like he looks even more like a Viking now that he shaved his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, needs to get him so though. Renee asks New Year's resolutions for the team or players. Uh, for the team, they need to go on. They're they are resolving to go on a win streak that lasts longer than three games. Yeah, you know, we asked for more than... We asked for two, and we got three. So if we ask for six, maybe we'll get seven. I'm asking for six, and I'm asking for it by Mar- by February. By Valentine's Day. That gives them yes. halfway through February, which could give them a good chunk of I didn't mean by February 1st. I just meant by sometime in February. I like it. That's a team resolution we are making for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, New Year's resolutions for the players... I, you know, uh, on a serious note, I really want to see Asa Lindell take a big step forward. Lindell. God damn it, fuckers! You can't change the pronunciation of his name on me halfway through the goddamn You already season. have enough trouble. <laughs> <pronouncing>. <laughs> What's Stan's last name? Hamius. Woo! Ham useless. Uh, I, I, I the, here's my thing. Like I harp on him a lot, and I, it's not that I dislike Lindell's game. It's just that he he's very clearly pretty good in the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. What the problem is, is he has a hard time with the transition game the Stars play, for some reason, because he did it in the AHL. And, goddammit. <laughs> Sorry, was that distracting? It was a little bit distracting, cause it, it's, as was the little, like, curl of hair that's, like, about to hit his eye that makes him yep. of... Yeah. Uh... She was showing me pictures of Jamie Bennigan. Oh, are you ready for this one? No, I'm not ready for this one. Oh, no! Why would they do that? That's Sevier. They gave you a Sevier one? Or is that from last year? This No, this is from earlier this year. Oh, why would they do that? Because they're mean. Uh, I miss you. I miss him, too. Uh, anyway, Lyndall... And his transition game, he likes to flip the cu- puck out to center ice, which creates a 50-50 battle, and the literal name of a 50-50 battle is that you don't win it 50% of the time. And I would like us to carry the puck, which has a better chance of staying with us. Mm-hmm. And so that's my, my big resolution for Lindel on a serious note. On a serious note, I would like Jamie Ben to resolve to take better care of himself. On a not so serious note, Jordy Ben should resolve to grow out his fucking hair again. On a not so serious note, Patrick Eves needs to continue to grow out that beard and never ever shave it. I wanna see what his beard looks like when we get the if we get to the playoffs. What like, thinking about his beard now, and then thinking about his beard if he gets the playoffs and isn't even, like, allowed to trim it. Yeah. that's Like, we're gonna have, rowdy. like, a full-on... It's gonna be, like, ZZ Top level. Like, we're gonna get Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Civil War Dumbledore. Oh, my God. It's gonna be so great. <laughs> Civil War Dumbledore. I like it. <sighs> um, who else? I mean I I I think I think if Cody Eakin really wants to up his bad boy image, he should go get more tattoos with Tyler Sagan. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not. Let's just not. Let's just not. Tyler Sagan needs to resolve to continue being the softest bro. <laughs> softer than a cloud. Softer than Jamie Ben, who is softer than a cloud. <laughs> What's softer than a cloud, Carolyn? Jamie. <laughs> What's softer than Jamie? Tyler. Ugh, oh, so good. Well, I'm fading fast, because we don't have any more questions for y'all. Nope. I'm sorry. I've been very hungover all day, so, like, I'm really pleased with myself for even being able to talk for an hour. I'm just tired. Uh, my name's Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. My name is Marion. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And you can find you can email us if you have a longer question, comment, or concern at deeparthockey at gmail.com. If you want to look at our old Tumblr, it is deeparthockey.tumbler.com and our blog is deepharthockey.com. Happy New Year! Happy New Year